Today is part three of our series called Small Things, Big Difference. And, you know, if I'm being honest with you here this morning, I'm a little bit nervous about today's message because it's ironic because I'm going to speak words to you and I'm going to be speaking to you about speaking words to other people. But I so want you to get this, that the reason I'm a little bit nervous is I I just don't know that I have the right words that's going to be able to communicate this to you. So hopefully God will give me the words to share with you this morning. Hopefully your spirit will be open to the words that I'm sharing this morning. And somehow from my mouth to your heart, it'll all uh, sort of work out. All right. So uh, I really, really think that this could change your life if you could get this one down. Uh, So I'm just hoping that that God will give me the right thing to to share with you here today. So again, this is uh, part three of our series. In case you haven't been with us, the sort of the big thing that we've been talking about over the last couple weeks is this, our sort of big thought for the series is that it's often the small changes and habits that nobody else sees that will result in the big changes that I want. Again, I want to speak to you today about the power of the words that you speak. There is power in words. I mean, think back to the very creation of the world, that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And how did he do all that? He spoke it into existence. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let there be animals. And there was animals. Let there be stars in the sky. There were stars in the sky. He just keeps speaking. And over and over and over, everything that God says comes to pass. It comes true. And you need to realize that same thing for your life, that the words that you speak have power. They have significance. Whatever you speak over your life is going to come to pass. So we've got to be very careful about the words that we're using. Perhaps that's why scripture tells us this in Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. Every single word that you speak is either giving life or it's taking life. The tongue has power. So here's our big thought for today if you're taking notes. If I want to change the life I have, I need to change the way that I speak. Say that again. If I want to change the life that I have, I need to change the way that I speak. Jesus' brother, a guy by the name of James, and we've talked about this before, James didn't become a follower of Jesus until after Jesus' resurrection because, again, what would it take for your brother to convince you that he's the Son of God? (laughs) Probably have to be to rise again from the dead, right? It's like, "Eh, I don't really believe it. Oh, you rose again from the dead? Okay, yeah, you're, you're you're really God. James becomes a follower of Jesus, and eventually he writes a book of the Bible. We call it James, ironically. James chapter 3, verses 3 to 7, James talks about the power of the tongue, and he says this. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the very pit of hell. James is confirming here that, you know what, the words that you speak have power, even though they're really, really small. A small thing can make a big, big difference. You show me a marriage that's struggling, I guarantee you I'll show you a marriage where there's a lot of life-taking words being spoken. On the other hand, show me a marriage that's very, very successful, and I'll show you a marriage where a lot of words that build each other up are going on. It's just so, so powerful, these words that we speak. 
That's why Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, says this in Proverbs 12, 18. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Reckless words, they, they pierce like a sword. I mean, think about somebody that you don't like being around. Isn't it true that maybe one of the reasons that you don't like being around them is that they're always speaking negative things? Just in general, negative stuff. Or maybe they, they put you down in some way and you're like, I don't, I don't need to be around that. On the other hand, people that you enjoy being around, isn't it true that the words that they speak, they're positive. You love being around them because they're always building you up and encouraging you in some way. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. How many of you ever been pierced by somebody's words before? Been pierced, right? It hurts. How many of you have been healed by somebody's words? That they spoke something that built you up or encouraged you, and you're like, man, yeah, that just brought real healing to me. Now, I want you to think about it. If you've been pierced by words and you've been healed by words, what makes you think that the words you speak aren't doing the exact same thing to somebody else? The words that we speak have power. We've got to be very, very careful about the things that we say. This is serious stuff. Proverbs 15.4 Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. And this is serious. We've got to be careful. In, you know, even things like sarcasm. You know, we'll say things like, did you really mean to do that with your hair? right? And we think that it's a joke. But did you know that the word sarcasm in the original Greek, it means to tear the flesh. It was used of, a, of like a lion, that it would rip somebody's flesh. That's sarcasm. It hurts. It stings. We shouldn't do it. We say things to people like, well, why aren't you married yet? Why can't you be more like so-and-so? You're so pathetic. You're such a loser. Those words cut deep, but when we say things like, you know what, I'm proud of you. You did great here. I would marry you all over again. I'm so thankful that God has put you into my life. Those types of words bring healing to us. They encourage us. My wife, Lisa, she's right now writing a book, and she's been getting like really, really creative and like trying to, to speak language in different ways. And so she's just been doing like these exercises and she's already laughing because she knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> About a couple months ago, she looks at me and she says this, I love you more than pigs love mud. <laughs> she's being creative with her analogies, right? And then like every day she comes up with different things. Recently, it was, I love you more than nerds love Star Wars. <laughs> Bree was with us the other day. We were in what, Lowe's or Home Depot the other day? In Lowe's. And I'm doing one thing, and the girls are somewhere else in Lowe's getting stuff for the church, and I get a text message. <laughs> and Lisa text messaged me while we're together in the same store to say, I love you more than aliens love crop circles. <laughs> I sent an LOL back to her, <laughs> and a couple seconds later, 
I love you more than Einstein loves E equals MC squared. <laughs> now, if you think about it, that's sort of silly. You're, you're laughing, right? It seems very small. It seems insignificant. But you know how much I enjoy getting those things? Just something really small like that makes such a big difference. The words that we speak, the words that we communicate to people, it makes such a big, big difference. And so again, you got to think about that for your life. What are the words that you're speaking, not just to other people, but to yourself as well? Last week, we did sort of an audit of our thoughts of, you know, how am I thinking? Is it, is it good thinking? Is it bad thinking? I want to do the same thing today with our words. So if you got your outline there, I have a scale of 1 to 10, just like we did last week. 1 is going to be life-taking types of words. 10 is going to be life-giving types of words. And I want you to think about back to just this past week, what were the types of things that you said to yourself? Or actually, let's start with other people first. What were the types of things that you said to other people? Did you say things like, you know what, you did a horrible job here? Why is your room such a mess? You're so lazy. You always, you never. Or was it the other way? Did you say, you know what, you're the best. I'm proud of you. That was an incredible meal that you just made. You're a great employee. I'm so thankful that you're in my life. Rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being really, really bad. 10 being good. Go ahead and rate yourself. Circle it there on your outline. Next then, let's rate the words that you spoke to yourself. Sort of that inner dialogue, that inner talk that you have going on. Did you say things like, you know what, I'm going to blow this. I'm no good at this. Man, this is going to be a really, really rough day. Things just never work out for me. Or did you say things like, you know what, God is with me. God is for me. I am so thankful for this day. Yeah, today may be a rough day, but man, this is an opportunity to learn and to grow. Rate yourself. How did you speak to yourself? Now, just out of curiosity, how many of you actually rated yourself higher on the words you speak to other people than the words you speak to yourself? See a raise of hand? You rated yourself higher than that? Yeah, almost every, every hand. All right, that's what I sort of figured. You can put your hands down. Last week, I shared with you, you know what, if you didn't rate yourself as a 10 on every single category, then the message was for you. Well, guess what? If you didn't rate yourself a 10 here today on both of those categories, then there's room for improvement. There's room for growth. And so I want to give you a couple tips today on how you can just really give more life-giving words, both to other people and to yourself, than life-taking words. So here's the first tip for you. Powerful rule. Number one, if I can't say something helpful, then I should skip it. You know, it turns out your mom was right. You don't have something nice to say, then just simply don't say it at all. The Apostle Paul, he reiterates this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. He says this, don't use foul or abusive language. Now, let me stop right there. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, memorize that verse. No foul, no abusive language. I am so shocked by the language I hear from so-called Christians. Look, it is not okay for you to be using the F-bomb. No God blankets. No S-words, no any of the words. It is just not acceptable. Jesus said, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. You can't say that you're a lover of Jesus and then you're dropping F-bombs all over the place. Again, I'm speaking to the Christians today. If you're not a follower of Jesus yet, then F-bomb away, all right? 
Jesus will eventually, he'll change you. You'll get to the point where you don't want to say those things anymore. But if you're here today and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, no foul or abusive language. If you don't have something nice to say, then simply don't say it. The old King James Version says it this way. If thou can't say something nice, then shut thy trap. <laughs> All right, it doesn't actually say that, but it should have. It should have. If you can't say something nice, zip it. Skip it. Remember Austin Powers? Remember that scene, Simon? Simon, yeah, he remembers that scene. <laughs> Dr. Evil with Scott, right? He's <laughs> like, zip, 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 shh, shh, zip, right? He just keeps going, nope. <laughs> just don't do it. And really, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit's like Dr. Evil in your life going, nope, 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 nope. Don't do it. Don't say it. Shut thy trap. <laughs> All right. That's number one. Number two then. If I think of something nice to say, then I should say it. Now, I want to spend more time on this one than we did on the previous point because the previous one, again, your mother taught you that. You didn't need the Bible for that. You already know that. You may not practice it, but you already know that. But this is one that we often neglect. And did you know that there's two types of sin? That there's what's called sins of commission and sins of omission? Sins of commission are sins that we commit. They're the wrong things that we do. But just as wrong is what's called these sins of omission. Those are things that we should be doing, but yet we sometimes fail to do. And building up others, encouraging others, speaking kind words to others, this is something we're supposed to be doing as followers of Jesus, but yet we often neglect doing it. And so we've got to speak great words over other people. We've got to speak great words over ourselves. We've got to speak great words to God. We've got to speak good words over the circumstances that we're going through in life. We just need to do a better job of speaking words of worship to God and words of joy and words of peace and words of positivity. Proverbs 16, verse 24. It says, kind words are like honey. They're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Notice that it says kind words, not kind thoughts, kind words. You've got to communicate it. You know, if you come up to me and I'm like just sort of out in nowhere land, you know, just, and you're like, Gilbert, what's going on? And you're like, are you daydreaming? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I was just thinking good thoughts about you. Oh, why? Well, I would have never known that if you hadn't just told me. See, we can't just think good things about people. If we think it, we need to then say it as well. Thinking it does no good. This past week, I got an, uh, actually it wasn't an email, it was a Facebook private message from somebody who used to attend here at Exponential. They left a couple years ago. But I, I get this. It says, hi, Gilbert. I had a dream last night and you were in it. I felt as if though God is telling me to tell you thank you. Thank you for your preaching and the words that you spoke to me and also to, and then she gives her husband's name, while we attended ExponentialChurch.tv. You showed us that there is so much more to church than just religion, that it's a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus and not whether we're Baptists or Methodists or even if we just call ourselves Christians. Thanks for the push out of the nest into a new way of thinking. Now, this lady, she didn't have to share that with me. She could have just woken up that morning and thought, 
oh, wow, you know, I'm so thankful for Jesus and the changes, and I'm thankful for Exponential and Gilbert and his preaching and stuff. She could have just thought those things. But no, she took just a couple seconds, and she typed it into a private message, and she sent it to me. Small thing, big difference. See, I was having a, it wasn't a horrible day, but I wasn't having a great day. And then I get this message. How do you think I felt after that? Better or worse? Better, right. Why? Because Scripture says here that kind words are like honey. They're sweet to the soul, and they're healthy for the body. Words are just simply powerful. And so if you think of something good to say to somebody, then go ahead and send them a text. Send them a Facebook message. Give them a phone call. Write them a letter. Send an email. See them in person and just go out of your way to make sure that you communicate to them what they mean to you. Build them up in some way. Encourage them. Just make it a rule for your life. If I think it, then I'm going to make sure that in some way I say it. Think how much this will transform your relationships with other people. If just every single time you think something good about them, you go out of your way to say what it was that you communicated to them. Think that'll change your relationships? You think that'll change the way that people see you? Don't we all want to be the person that people want to be around, not the person that they're like, oh boy, here we go. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, healthy for the body. I was so blessed by that lady's words, and what I'm trying to communicate to you is this. Please don't rob somebody else of the blessing that they need in their life because you decided to just think a good thought about it, about them, and then didn't communicate it. Go out of your way. Take that extra second or two to make sure that it gets communicated. And by the way, don't just do this for others. Do this for yourself as well. Earlier, I asked you how many of you find it easier actually to, to speak well to others than to yourself, and almost every hand went up. I think that's just part of human nature. But we've got to learn to, to speak good words over our own lives, to encourage ourselves. There's a great example of this in Scripture. It's King David. And King David thinks he's about to get stoned by people, that he's going to die. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, we read this. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I mean, that is so awesome. And the same is true for you. Sometimes you just need to encourage yourself in the things of God. You need to remind yourself that, you know what? With God's help, I can do this. With the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living inside of me, man, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There's nothing that's impossible for me. Encourage yourself in the things of God. So let me give you a couple of tips in this. The first one would be this. I put it there on your outline. If you want to see it, or if I want to see it, then I must say it. I want to see it, then I must say it. Now, this is sort of like last week's, and we talked about that you could pray for anything in Jesus' name, and it'll come true for you. And I said, look, this isn't your right to just have a bunch of selfish desires. So you're saying, Gilbert, I see a Porsche in my garage. So I see it, now I'm going to say it, and there it's going to be. No, 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 it's not for you. This is you getting in alignment with the things of God and saying and speaking over your life the things that God has already spoken over your life all the things that are in God's word. If God's already said it about you in here, 
then declare that over your life. That I am forgiven. I am cleansed. I am healed. I am more than a conqueror. I am an ambassador for Jesus in this world. I am holy. I am a royal priesthood. A holy nation. Anything God has already said about you, speak those things over your life. Don't just think them. Speak them over your life. This is who I am. Encourage yourself in the things of God. Speak God's will over your life. If I want to see it, then I must say it. God, I believe that you want to bless my marriage. God, I believe that you want to change me in this situation. God, I believe that you want to use me to make a difference. If you want to see it, then say it. Here's another way to say the exact same thing. Put it there on your outline. To change my world, I must change my words. If there's something that you don't like about your life, if there's something you don't like about your world, stop speaking negative. Stop whining and grumbling and complaining about how bad it is. Change your words. Change it to the positive. Whining and complaining doesn't solve anything. We've got to watch our attitude. Here's one more tip to help you to recognize what you're speaking about yourself and sort of as a way to apply what I just talked about. Practice today's message by simply doing this. Add the phrase, and that's the way I want it, to the end of every single sentence. The end of every single sentence, just put, and that's the way that I want it. And this little phrase is going to begin to reveal to you all kinds of stuff about yourself. So, many of you whine and complain about your spouse. Oh, they're... My spouse is so bad. My marriage stinks. And this marriage is probably going to end in divorce. And you just keep speaking that over your marriage and over your life. Stop it. Stop doing that. And so to get yourself out of that, just put this phrase, and that's the way I want it on the end. Oh, my marriage sucks. And that's the way I want it. (laughs) This marriage is probably going to end in a divorce. And that's the way I want it. That changes things, doesn't it? It's so easy just to throw out all this negative stuff. But when you put that phrase in, that's the way I want it on the end of it, man, that that shows where your heart is really at. Again, we've got to be very careful. Words have the power of life and death. We'll say things over ourselves like, I'm so pathetic. I'm never going to be able to make a difference. I I never get any breaks in life. This is the way it's always going to be. Instead of saying that, we've got to speak words of, of power, God's words over our life. So the next time you start to say things like, you know what? I'm so pathetic. And that's the way I want it. Things never work out for me. And that's the way I want it. Again, it puts it into a new perspective for you. That the reason that I keep saying these things is because that's what I want in my life. And things aren't going to change in my world unless I change 
my words. So start speaking positively. Start saying things like, you know what? Yeah, my marriage isn't quite the way that I want it to be. But I'm going to change and I'm going to become the spouse that it's just the spouse that my spouse is going to want. And my marriage is going to be healed because that's the way that I want it. Or instead of, you know, whining and complaining about how you're in debt and everything, say, you know what? Yeah, right now we are in debt. But what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to live within our means we're going to get to the point where we're not just going to be tithers. We're going to give above and beyond the tithe. We're going to be the most generous people that we know because that's the way that we want it. See how it changes our perspective? Just keep putting that phrase, and that's the way that I want it until your life starts to change. Could change your life. It really could. Because last week we learned that your thoughts become your words. And your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your character. Your character becomes your destiny. And so we said, look, you've got to be careful about the way that you think because that becomes your destiny. That becomes your world. And so again, thoughts become words. And so the words that you speak will ultimately become your destiny. So if you keep speaking negatively over your finances, if you keep speaking negatively over your marriage and your relationships and your health and all kinds of stuff, guess what? That's going to become your destiny. But if you start declaring, this is what God says about my marriage. This is what God says about my finances. This is what God says about my health. This is what God says about these circumstances. Then guess what? Your world is going to change. Your circumstances are going to begin to change. There is power in the words that you speak. So what we did back in week one of the series is I encourage you to come up with the next step of have just one word. One word that was going to define every decision that you make in 2016. Many of you have done it. If you haven't yet done it, uh, continue to work on it. Make sure you put it on a connection card if you know what it is. What is your one word that is driving your year? Then last week, I encouraged you, your next step was to memorize Philippians chapter 4, verse 23, and run every single thought through that filter of, is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Hopefully you've been doing that. Just run it right through. Are the things that I'm thinking those eight characteristics and eight qualities? Here's your next step for today. Here's the one thing that I want you to do this week. I want you to come up with a phrase. One phrase that you can speak over your life over and over and over again throughout 2016 here. Now, hopefully that phrase will have something to do with your one word. So, for example, my word for the year was revive. I shared that with you back in week one. Here's the phrase. For Gilbert to thrive, he must revive. Yours doesn't have to, to rhyme like mine does, but I needed something simple that I'd remember. <laughs> so come up with something that's memorable. One phrase that every single day, multiple times per day, you're just repeating it to yourself over and over and over again. And so for me, every day it's been, in order to thrive, I must revive. 
in my scripture that I have as well. I keep saying that over and over and over again. That Lord, revive me so that people will praise you. Multiple times per day, I just keep repeating those two things. It's keeping my mind and my thoughts on where I need to be for this year. And again, whatever drives your thoughts, drives your words. Words drive actions, actions, habits, habits become your character. Your character becomes your destiny. So come up with your your thought. Come up with your phrase. And just keep repeating it over and over and over again. Our words really do matter. Because they have the power of life and death. So we got to be careful about how we speak. To other people and to ourselves as well. If you want to see it, then say it. If you want to change your world, change your words. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that each and every week we have the opportunity to come in and hear your word. And your word has the power of life in them. And so, Lord, as we've looked at Scripture here this morning and we've looked at some of these practical steps that we can take just to change our world, I I pray that your Spirit has been speaking through the words that I've been sharing. Lord, to just convict people of maybe some of the, the negative ways they've been talking to other people, the negative ways that they've been speaking even to themselves. Lord, help us to realize that anytime we're doing that, because that's the way we want it. We're not being submissive to your will. We're being submissive to what we want. And Lord, we know that Christianity isn't about what we want. It's about you and your heart and your desires. And your desire is that we would be prosperous and that that there would be no harm to us, that we'd have an abundant life right here and right now. Lord, so often we, we don't have those things And it's just our own stupid fault that we just keep speaking negative things over our life so often. And so, Lord, I I pray that your spirit would change our heart. We would say, God, it's not about me anymore, but I'm going to dig into your word. I'm going to find out who it is that you've already declared me to be. And I'm just going to keep speaking that over my life. I'm going to keep speaking your will into my life. And that, Lord, as we start to speak that, it would start to motivate our actions. And those actions would become habits, and those habits would become our good Christian character, our our holiness, our righteousness. And Lord, that, that would drive our destiny so that one day people would come to our funeral and say, wow, that person was such an encourager. Their words always built me up. They didn't never tear me down. That would be our legacy. Father, help us to listen to the voice of your Spirit. When the Spirit is saying, shut thy trap, that we be obedient. If we don't have something nice to say, then we just simply wouldn't say it. But Lord, if there is something good to say, if we wouldn't just think it, we would go out of our way to share it. Lord, change us. Change us through the power of your word and the power of our words. 
I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.